Welcome to I Got Back Up, Getting Back Up With. I'm Talia Lazarus, your host, and in August 2021, my whole life changed. I was in a road accident, which led me to 10 weeks of no walking, knee surgery that September, and double knee surgery in February 2022. After learning how to walk again in my 20s, my journey took me on a physical, emotional, and mental roller coaster, and I was broken and lost in every way. But then I learned I had the ability to change my own life and write my own story. So think of a taboo subject that's not always spoken about. Here we confront it and run towards it head on. Rock bottom becomes a safe and comfortable place. Rising from the ashes, taking control of your life and showing up to your fears takes something extraordinary. The hardest step is the first one, but once you take it, you're already one step ahead of yesterday and one step closer to everything you have ever dreamt of. I was born in Romania, and we escaped communism to America, explains Andre Popper, founder of Badass Refactory. With no English, no money, and eating out of trash cans, Andre had the ideology that if he can find food in trash, where most people won't even look because it's a problem, then there's also a solution inside of that same identical problem. There's food to eat. Andre has built the life he wants. Building Badass Refactory from a moment of suicide and after an anxiety attack hospitalised him, this led him to understanding his past, his thoughts, his blueprint, and that two pieces of matter can never occupy the same space at the same time. Your power is now, and as soon as you go into the future, the past, or escape this moment, you give your power away. So how has Andre moved mountains? So on today's episode, I'm with Andre. How are you? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm fantastic as well, actually. So where in the world are you? I live in Southern California in Orange County, where we have perfect weather and perfect beaches at all times. <laughs> very, very nice. Uh, just like the conversation we just had about how it's icy again in London. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sorry well, about that. No, of course. It's, it's absolutely fine. We're used to it. Um, so obviously, you know what we're going to discuss today. So the floor is over to you. And it'd be great to start at the very beginning to kind of why, how, and who you are today? Wow, that's a loaded (laughs) question and an even a more loaded uh, answer. So I was born in Romania, so I'm an immigrant Mm -hmm. to the United States of America, came here when I was nine years old, and very long story as to how we were able to escape communism back in 1979. And I'll give you just a, a, a snippet of that because I think it has a lot of weight into what made... America be America. And there's good and bad in America, of course. But the good part of it is that we were able to immigrate here because my father spent 14 years in communist prison back during the Second World War. Long story there as well. He was recruited by the CIA, along with thousands of other kids, if you will, because they were mm-hmm. not, they were teenagers from a bunch of the Eastern Bloc countries. They were recruited by the CIA. They Uh, trained them in espionage uh, for 18 months in Austria, and then they released them back into their countries when they didn't need them anymore because the freaking war was over. So uh, all these kids (laughs) were just handed over to the the authorities, and they all went into prison for life. So after 14 years, my father gets out, uh, Mm -hmm. meets my mom. They start having uh, babies like rabbits, basically, and... (laughs) And then come 1979, uh, President Carter does a deal with uh, all these different countries saying, Mm -hmm. hey, we screwed these kids. Let's, you know, let them get out. So what would take typically 25 to 50 years to have a a visa to be able to leave a country like Romania, we had our visa in two months. And 
we literally wake up in Southern California, uh, you know, a few months later, because that's where we found somebody to sponsor us. Mm -hmm. You can't just go to a country. Somebody has to financially support you, et cetera. So we, my dad somehow through God universe, whatever you want to call it, we found, find someone in Southern California and, uh, we 1979, August uh, 30, we land in Southern California and now we don't speak English, don't have any money. What do you do? You go to work. So what we found uh, is that supermarkets here, what they do is they take whatever food is expired or moldy, etc. And every single night they throw it away behind the store in a big, big container called a dumpster. So we mm-hmm. figured out that at 11 o'clock at night, we can go dumpster diving. We didn't know it was called dumpster diving at the time. <laughs> uh, we were just getting food because that would have been dinner. That would have been breakfast the next day, you know, you name it. So, but we would leave there with bags, bags, bags every single night full of edible food. Yeah. So that was the beginning. Uh, you know, some people call it rough. We called it magical because we had food mm-hmm. and back in communism, it was very, very different where we'd have to stand in line on, you know, on Thursdays it was pork day. So we go stand in line for three, four or five hours just to be able to get a couple of pork chops. And then another day mm-hmm. was bread. And then, on and on and on. So in America, we found free food in mm-hmm. what society considered to be a problem called a trash can. So fast forward now to my mindset work as I started, you know, through my teenage years and starting businesses and all that, I always had that ideology that if I can find food in a trash can that most people mm-hmm. won't even look in because it's a problem, it's trash, yeah. it's dirty. What that means is that there's a problem called a trash can, but there's also a solution inside of that same identical problem called food, called dinner, called breakfast. So it taught me that there's we live in a world of duality, so the problem has the solution inside of it. So that just launched my mindset work for the rest of my life, and I'm still working on <laughs> getting that, <laughs> you know, that, that mindset. But it was yeah. just a phenomenal, phenomenal start, and people say, wow, you had it rough. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It was literally amazing. So... Uh, launched businesses, started selling stuff when I was young, uh, through, mm-hmm. uh, junior high school, high school, uh, anything I can get my hands on, I, w- I would sell, I would flip, I would try to make a buck. And, um, then I got into real estate at the age of 25. I got a restaurant at 26 and import export. And I did international real estate even mm-hmm. before I was 30. And, uh, at the age of 30, met my wife and, uh, two beautiful daughters today mm-hmm. and uh, they're ni- uh, 2021 and uh, one of them, the 21 is about to have a baby. So I'm going to be a grandfather and it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's freaking weird. Uh, so, but I'll tell you, I'm going to back up just a tad cause it'll connect yeah. us to the mindset work. Uh, basically I'm married. We have now two little babies. They're about one and two. Because they're 14 months apart, and uh, people say, wow, so close. And I would say, yeah, we didn't have a TV at the time. So uh, <laughs> it's a little side joke. And I married two little kids. Uh, we live in a brand new home that we built for us, 6,000 square mm-hmm. foot home, gorgeous Italian villa. Uh, businesses are booming. They're amazing. Everything's great. Uh, I'm building houses for professional athletes and people of high net worth. And I was obviously in construction and design. Yeah. But one morning, I'm driving to a client's house in Manhattan Beach, California, and I'm on the 405 freeway, traffic, and um, I started having these physical symptoms. I'm having 
sort of like blurred vision. My mm-hmm. chest is getting tight. Uh, my arms are going numb, especially my left. And I'm like, what is going on? I'm 32. I'm healthy. I'm successful. I have a hot wife, great kids. I mean, like things are good. So this thing starts to escalate, right? When you don't know what it is, my, I get even uh, tighter in the chest. Breathing gets uh, tough. Uh, my heart starts to palpitate. And of course, all the fears start to kick in. Am I dying? Is it a stroke? Is it a heart attack? Holy shnikes. So I get to the client's house. <clears throat> I, I get there early. I start knocking, ringing the doorbell. Nobody answers. I'm now into panic mode. What if I mm-hmm. die in this guy's driveway? I called a, 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 an acquaintance to say, hey, uh, that was sort of a doctor. And I said, hey, you know, I'm feeling this. What should I do? What is it? And he's like, ah, it sounds like you're having a stroke or a heart attack. Uh, you need to go to the hospital. So I'm like, oh, shit. Right? They just went from I'm scared to... Mm-hmm. I'm now, I'm dying, literally, because it's a professional telling me, confirming that I'm dying. So that's bad. Anyway, call 911. They pick me up. They take me to the ER, emergency room, and they do literally six hours of tests. And they run every possible test they could get their hands on. Nothing is physically wrong with me. So I'm like, you guys are crazy. Your machines are effed up. (laughs) There's something wrong right now because I feel like dying and your machines are screwed up or you guys don't know what you're doing, right? That that was my attitude. So doctor comes in at a point and gives me a little, you know, the little paper cups. And he says, hey, there were little two blue little pills in there with a little cup of water. He says, just take these. I'll be back in a few minutes and we'll see what's going on. I pop these two pills, take the water. And 20 minutes later, I swear to you, I felt like I was in heaven. Everything Mm -hmm. was amazing. So I'm like, what is going on? Doctor comes back in. He says, you know, I gave you Xanax. You're having a panic attack anxiety attack, etc. So I'm like, what does that mean? What is an anxiety attack? What is a panic attack? So he explains to me, blah, blah, gives me, of course, prescription because they're trained to give you pills, yeah. right? Part of big pharma. And um, I go home and I start taking these pills for about two days. And what the pills make you feel outside of the, uh, the good feeling, there's a bad feeling that comes with it because they're extremely addictive and they have uh, a one uh, a time and a half lapse of them getting on your system. So it's a very, very evil pill, mm-hmm. if you will. So I'm not liking this. I'm like, I, I really got to figure out what this anxiety thing is. So I start doing research and I, I, I you know, Google, of course, and um, I find out that anxiety is simply a physical symptom of the thoughts I'm having. So if I'm having shit thoughts, Mm -hmm. I'm going to feel like shit. If I'm having exciting thoughts, I'm going to feel excited. So I'm like, it can't be that simple. Come on. I'm a smart individual, (laughs) 32 years old. I'm healthy. It can't be that simple. I don't have negative thoughts. I don't have fear. Screw you all. Long story. This now starts getting worse. My anxiety and and panic starts because this thing does its job. The ego's job is to create pain and chaos, nothing else. So now I start getting into deeper levels and I get to what's called depression. So now I'm depressed. I get into stages where I can't sleep. So now Mm -hmm. that's scaring me because if I can't sleep, I'm going to die. Right. So layers upon Mm -hmm. layers upon layers of fear. And I, you know, I attempted so many types of, of prayers and I got the Bible out and I got the, this prayer and this break the curse and this exorcism. Like I, I played with it all, but nothing was working. So now I'm getting pissed. Uh, back 
a few years before that, I was smoking two packs a day and I really, I was done because I had two little babies and one of the babies uh, one day took a cigarette and started mimicking me. So I'm like, that's not cool. That's not going to happen. No, no. <laughs> right. So, so I thought maybe it's time to give up smoking because I don't want to be that example. Yeah. Long yeah. story there. But we find a hypnotherapist that was able to help me with a smoking journey. And mm -hmm. when we get to this place of you know, anxiety, depression, panic, and I'm just freaking out, my wife and I have a conversation. Hey, we wonder if Pamela was her name, if Pamela can help. So great idea. She calls Pamela. Pamela, here's what's going on. She's like, that's my expertise. I, I'm an expert in anxiety, panic, depression. Great. We drive down and this now begins a journey of about two plus years of me reprogramming my mm -hmm. every single thought, every single belief, and getting to an understanding that everything I think about, every image I have, every word that comes, comes out of my mouth is based, number one, on my belief system, which is called now a blueprint. And therefore, I get to experience life based on all this crap. So mm -hmm. technically, if I want to feel amazing, then I got to have amazing thoughts, images, and words. And of course, my belief system has to tweak into a road of I'm a badass. So as I'm working on this, developing this, et cetera, I, I somehow trip into uh, public speaking. I become a public speaker. And eventually people start saying, hey, can you help me with this situation? Can you coach me here? Can you, my relationship sucks. Um, I'm not making enough money. So organically and without necessarily a plan to do all that or to become all that, it just sort of happened organically through people asking. Mm -hmm. And about six, six, seven years ago, we, my wife and I said, Hey, maybe it's time to put together a brand and really get out there and help because there's so much need in the mindset space. Yeah. And also in the money space, people struggle financially to such levels where they get depression, they get anxiety, they get panic, they mm -hmm. suicide, divorces, just because of freaking money and which is all related to what? Mindset. So how do we create a, a brand to where we can get out there and help the world? And the brand came about from this conversation and we were like, what do we call it? Well, we love to use the word badass a lot. So we're badass. <laughs> we believe we're badass. So we want to create other badasses so we're like all right cool so let's we want to create badasses and the story's almost done i promise so then <laughs> uh so we're like all right cool so we want these people to be the best in the world where do you make the best things in the world where do you make gulfstream jets where do you make rolls royce where do you make a ferrari where do you make a lamborghini oh in a factory Ooh, i like that so what if we call it badass factory no that doesn't work so we eventually got to the point of Badassery Factory, and today we have the brand Badassery Factory. And with that, we, we're mindset coaches, we're uh, business coaches, and we speak on stages around the world and help a bunch of people change their lives. And that's my story. It's amazing. From A to all the way through to Z, because it's never A to B, from everywhere yeah. that you've been and every every aspect of that story is, is incredible. Um, and like you were saying about the way the the way that you had to, you realize the, how to change your mindset and, and your blueprint and things like that is, is what's really interesting. And I think it's a lot of, a lot of people don't realize that they don't realize that they don't realize that what you say to yourself is how you will actually feel in the world. And if you start to say things differently to yourself, you will actually start to notice a change in not just yourself, but in external things around as well, which is really interesting. Absolutely. 
Yeah, you make a great point. And see, society doesn't, and I don't care what country you're in, society mm-hmm. doesn't teach us this philosophy, this basic understanding of the human dynamic, right? We're just taught to, you know, go to get a good education, get a good job, have a good life, get a good marriage and spend, 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 get into debt and on and on and on. But nobody teaches us the simple, simple, simple energetic and vibratory dynamic of the human mindset. And it's funny because, you know, religion ties into all of this stuff or let's say the Bible where it says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. But let's expand on that. Why why don't we learn that? Like, what does that really, really mean? As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Like, why did religion or schools or society stop and take that phrase and teach us that we can create and we have the power to create mm-hmm. whatever we want? Because whatever you whatever you you think about, whatever you imagine, like every image we have is nothing but a precursor to life's coming attractions. Like we're creating every single thing that we have in our universe. So great point you make. Uh, It would be cool. And that's why we stepped out to say, Hey, society's not doing their job. Schools are not doing their jobs. Religion's not doing shit. Um, What can we do? So that's the point of all this. Yeah, absolutely. You have the power to create your own life Um, in, you know, a very Bad ass way, is it? No, bad ass, bad ass. <laughs> However, I'm going to say it with a with a different yeah, yeah, accent. Good. Now you're branded. Uh, I did my job. Good. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, I just want to ask then. When obviously you, you know, you were having the anxiety attacks and the depression. Yep. Did you did you find kind of one of the roots? Did you understand where it suddenly came from out of nowhere? Absolutely. And and it's a process. So anybody listening to this and you're going through any kind of a journey of beating yourself up, because that's what it really is. It's Mm -hmm. you just simply feel like a piece of shit. Why? It doesn't matter at the moment. But when you're down in, in the in the gutter, it's very difficult to figure out, you know, oh, it's because this thought or this image or I saw something on TV and I was triggered. And therefore, from that trigger that obviously connected to something in my blueprint in my subconscious mind, because of all of that, I started having images based in fear. And therefore, now this thing keeps going. And then here's the trick that I had to learn. Thoughts and images technically don't exist, right? If I tell you right now, go to the kitchen and get me a box of thoughts. Uh, Yeah, you're going to think I'm nuts because (laughs) they're not tangible items, right? You can't go get images. We can't store these things. Exactly what happens up here are nothing but chemicals. So our thoughts Mm -hmm. and and sorry, and images are nothing but chemicals because every single time we experience a thought or an image, a chemical gets released into the body. So, and that's why I said, if I want to feel great, I need to have great thoughts. If I want to feel like shit, I need to have shitty thoughts. And the body Mm -hmm. simply is a sounding board to what's happening up here. You have what's called the conscious mind and the subconscious mind. So my journey of understanding that was the, I guess the big magic for me understanding that I'm able to create what I feel. And now here's the, the, the big deal that took time to climb out of every single time I was experiencing a negative thought, a negative image, I'm releasing a chemical and this mm-hmm. chemical is called cortisol. 
cortisol is the same chemical that gets released when I do a shot of tequila, smoke a cigar, smoke a uh, cigarette, do a line of cocaine, shoot up heroin. It's the same identical chemical. This chemical to the human body is one of the most addictive chemicals in the world. And it's inside of us. Like, I don't need to go get heroin to be addicted. I can just be addicted to my own juice. What's amazing, I just listed a bunch of chemicals that we use, that we could use on the outside to create a cortisol release for me to have a physical reaction to this outside chemical. My emotions are right there at the same level with all the cocaine and heroin and nicotine and alcohol. So you have people, for example, that are addicted to drama. Why are some people just always in drama mode? Why always complaining? Why that they have a freaking problem for every solution? Why? They're addicted, but they don't know. They're not conscious of the fact that they're addicted. Their blueprint now says, I am this. Mm -hmm. So point is, the biggest part for me was waking up to the fact that thoughts don't exist. Images up here don't exist, but they do produce a chemical that gets released into my body and I get a certain reaction of feeling from these thoughts and images. So at that point, I was able to understand that I'm, I'm in control of what happens up here because there, there was a science. I was having a fearful thought, let's say anxiety. Anxiety is nothing but fear of a future negative outcome. That's all anxiety is. People feel I'm anxious. They say, oh, my God, I'm scared. I'm anxious. I have this anxiety. I can't breathe. Well, that's cool. What are you scared of? And every single time, 100% of the time, it has to do with something about the future, maybe losing your job. And then you say, okay, cool. So if you lose your job, then what happens? Well, because they create the story. We, we, we all do it. We're, this thing is just a genius master at creating pain and chaos. That's the ego's job. So now they go from a place of, well, if, if I lose my job, then I can't eat. I don't have money for food. Then I can't pay my bills. I can't pay my car loan. I can't pay my mortgage. I can't feed the kids. Holy shit. I'm going to be homeless. So it creates this yeah. movie, right? We've, we all do it. I still do it. It creates this movie of, of the oh shit factor and all these images and fears of a possible negative outcome in the future tell the body chemical, 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 cortisol, cortisol, uh, there's something wrong. And this, and, th and this is the, the thing people, and I used to think anxiety, oh my God, it's horrible because you want to get out of it. You want to escape that state. When you understand that anxiety and panic and depression are, are amazing because it's your body telling you you're focused on the wrong shit. <laughs> so if you just listen, learn to meditate, pray, whatever it is that works for you, learn to go inside, go into the subconscious mind where the God center is in the fourth chakra and the, heart center, go in there. Cause that's where the truth lies and understanding that I have the power and I can now create from this space, anything I want. It's magic. So, so there's a lot of vibration conversation that I have with clients on stage, etc. because we are all electromagnetic beings. So if you understand the electricity inside of you and the magnetic side of you, now you're able to create literally whatever you want. And people ask me, what do you do for a living? And I say, I'm a dope dealer. They're like, what? 
you deal drugs. No, no, no. I'm a dopamine dealer, baby. <laughs> I, I, I sell dopamine to people, meaning dopamine is the, is the good chemical. It's the happy yep. chemical, right? You run a mile. How do you feel after? You can feel like shit before, but if yeah. you introduce dopamine into the body or watch a funny movie or dance or do anything that releases dopamine, uh, then we got it. So if you can train this muscle based on the subconscious mind to focus on how badass you are, man, it's going to be literally a life of a lot of dope. Mm -hmm. I right? like that. <laughs> so why is it then so, why is it so much easier to be negative or to have negative thoughts than it is to have positive thoughts? What, what, why, why is it? Because it is easier. Brilliant question. <laughs> so number one, we are taught by society. And again, I don't care what country you grew up in, what culture, mm -hmm. what language you speak. If we speak English, and we can also talk about the English language, the English language was created for witchcraft. So it's an invented, created language. We can get into that if you want. We don't need to. But what <laughs> happens is we are taken from childhood and we are exposed to what cartoons. What are the messages in cartoons? <clears throat> What mindset do our parents have? Mm -hmm. Don't walk like that. You're going to fall. You're going to trip. You're going to break an arm. You're going to break your leg. You're going to screw up. You're going you're gonna to poke your eye out. So we're like fear, fear, fear. So we are these indoctrinated robots. By the time we turn 18, we're basically screwed. Very rare in society do you have parents that are able to protect their child and they keep them away from the TV. They keep them away from social media. They keep them because social media does what? You have to rank. You have to be amazing to be on social media because you get all these likes, right? If yeah. you don't like me, I'm going to have a depressed day because, like, I only got two likes on that post. Shit, it's over. My life is done, right? So you start stacking all these social attributes into the subconscious mind to tell this thing that you're simply a piece of shit and not good enough. And then what does religion say? You're born a sinner. Oh man, you're born a sinner. That means, you know, you're, you, you cannot be amazing. You cannot be a badass. You cannot be all these amazing things that God, the creator, the universe, whatever you believe in created. If you don't go to church, if you don't tithe, if you don't do all these things, say 50,000 Hail Marys in order for you to gain a possibility into the kingdom of heaven, right? Mm -hmm. When we understand that the kingdom of heaven is here, it's called a pineal gland. It's not difficult, but you got to do a little homework, got to do a little study. And we understand that we have the power. Very few parents teach their kids or bring up their kids in this kind of mindset where they protect the shit out of them. And some people say, oh, my God, you're coddling your kid. You're overprotecting him. That kid's going to grow up with issues. Well, I disagree because we brought up both our daughters without any of that stuff. They don't have a, a, an antibiotic in them. They don't have a, 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 just so I don't use the wrong word, but, you know, the juice that goes in the arm that starts with a V. They don't have any of that. Mm -hmm ever. Uh, we've traveled the world with them. They were homeschooled. Uh, we didn't bring them up on cartoons, very specific ones. And then it also depends on who you allow your kids to hang out with. So, and I repeat, mm -hmm. by the time a, a child, you and I became 18, we're conditioned by media. We're conditioned by the news. We're conditioned by the movies we watch. We're conditioned by the people we hang out with on and on and on and on. So you look at that world, look at the world today. It's primarily negative. 
what's on the news? They don't give us good news. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my God, today uh, this person fed 50 people. Woo, let's celebrate. No, this person murdered this person. This person, I mean, it's it's nothing but constant negative news. So what's on social media? The same shit. What's in cartoons? The same thing. What's in movies? Today more than ever, it's all shoot them up, kill them. What's in, what's in games? People are in virtual reality today, and they put these goggles on, and they escape this reality and turn into what? These freaking monsters and, and robots. And they go out yeah. there, and they start shooting and stabbing, you know, stabbing sprees and shooting sprees. Well, why? Because we are conditioned to become animals. And this is a problem in today's society more than ever. And guess what? It's working. Look at the division. Look at the division that you and I in London and in, in California and anywhere in the world, we travel a lot. We see it everywhere. It's divide, 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 because together we are strong, divided. We are very, very weak. So their plan, and this is borderline political here, but their plan, it's working because they, those people up there, control it all. They control the media. They control Hollywood. They control uh, the, the, the news systems. They control literally everything that we you know, like right now, the Twitter files are coming out. Why do we need Twitter files? Because they control the shit before. So now all of a sudden yeah. we get truth. Why? On and on. Facebook will be next. Google will be next. Everything will be exposed. So uh, so why are we primarily negative? Because society told us to be scared shitless and that we are not good enough and we are pieces of shit. And that comes from religion. That's why. Fair enough. That is that is definitely one of my favorite answers to that kind of question. So I think it 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 is, it makes a lot of sense because it is it is the world and it is lifestyle and it is who, you know, who we've been, you know, brought up with and and, and it is a lot to do with social media. But I find that so many people find it so difficult, even when they're having an anxious thought or, you know, they're going through something like that, they find it so hard during that feeling, whatever that feeling it is. They find it so hard to just tell themselves something positive. They, yeah. they they cannot find the words to do it because their body cannot find the the means to want to do it. And I find that really interesting as well. Great point again. And I think you touched upon this before. So I don't obviously I didn't answer it, uh, but I think you just rephrased the same question differently. So thank you for that. You're very smart. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> so here's what happens. <clears throat> Remember how I said that the cortisol is addictive. When we get into the pits of hell, and that's why I have a lot of vibratory conversation, because if you if you can take a, a, a 100 story building, right, the penthouse is heaven, let's call it right. The pineal gland is the mm-hmm. penthouse. Everything's amazing. You have it all. You're closer to God. Let's say the sky. You you have all the money in the world. You have the helicopter, the jets, the Lamborghini. It's all there. <laughs> Hot wife. It's all like everything's perfect because I'm in the kingdom of heaven called a high vibration called level 100. But now there's also level one. And in level one, what happens is who in this building Right in London, you guys. I assume you're in London, but in London you have a bunch of tall, tall buildings. So, mm-hmm. at floor number one, it costs a lot less to live at than floor 100. Okay, who can afford that? People that have less money. If they have less money, does that mean that they think differently? Yeah. Uh, do they have more problems? Yep. Do they have more insecurities? Yes. Do they doubt themselves more? Absolutely. So, what I'm getting at is. When we live in a state of low vibration called mm-hmm. hell, right? Because it's all here. It's all now. When we, first of all, everything is choice. And I'll explain that in a second. 
But when we live in the state of hell, it's addiction. Mm-hmm. In this addiction, your question is, how do I get out? Because I don't like it. Number one, you have to become conscious of the fact that you don't like something about what's happening. A lot of people will stay in that state their whole life because they justify why this is normal. This is just the way it is. Life is hard. I feel like shit. My health is not there. Everybody's an asshole. The government suck. It's horrible. And they just stay there because they justify this reality because what does it do? It keeps feeding cortisol, cortisol, cortisol. Mm-hmm. And as soon as the body releases cortisol, it says, ah, I was right. I was mm-hmm. right. And then when the cortisol wears off, now the body says, I need more. I need a hit, right? I got, I got to get a hit. So now the brain, the ego mind, because the ego's job is to do what? Create pain and chaos, nothing else. It now goes out to say, yep, I, I got to get this physical body a hit because I need to make sure that my blueprint that I set in position is true and correct. So now I'm going to put this guy to work to go get me a problem, to go talk shit about the neighbors, to go create some drama, to make sure that there's a fight with the husband or the wife. And all of a sudden, bam, we're, I got the hit again. Yep, I knew it. Freaking right. So a lot of people get stuck there. Only when you realize that there's a problem. I don't like feeling this way. I need to feel or I want to feel better. I deserve to feel better. I, mm-hmm. I, I wonder if I can make more money. I wonder if I can move to level two. Whoa. See, that right there is huge. If you know you're at, you live on level one, but the people above you have it just a little bit better. Maybe they smile a little bit more and they have just a better car and they're able to buy maybe just one organic meal per month more than you. You got to have that want. You got to have some kind of self-love inside to say, hey, hold on a second. I am created by a God. Right? The Bible says you're made in our image. Cool. So if I made in the image of this phenomenal God, creator, universe, whatever you want to call it, that means I'm pretty freaking badass. So that means that I can do more. I can be more. I can have more. So you got to have that, that, that spark of want. Once you have that spark of want, now the conscious mind says, okay, cool. What do I do? How can I? So when you ask the question, how can I? This is magic because this thing will go to work. So if you say, I want to be happier, I want to make more money, I want to have better food, I want to be healthier, that's the want. The next level is to make a decision by asking the question, how can I? And once you're in that tunnel of how can I and you're getting information as to I can get therapy, I can go to this group, I can join these free Facebook groups on uh, on uh, Facebook, uh, I can watch this video. I can watch the Talia show, uh, and get information as to me being able to do something different than I've done before, because every single thing that I've done before got me to where I am today. That stuff from the past, all my habits, my patterns, my behaviors, my addictions from the past could not have gotten me a different outcome today because it did the best it could. It didn't know any different. So I need to obtain new information. That new information goes into the decision part where it says, okay, now I know that for me to do ABC, I need to meditate 10 minutes a day. If I'm willing to do that, meaning I'm going to make a decision, decide that I'm going to have a better life, then I'm going to now do the 10 minutes meditation a day and I can have the outcome. So So most people get stuck. The ones that have that little bit of fight in them, that little bit of electrical spark of, oh, shit, there's more to this universe. That person's happy. I want some of that. 
then they can do it. Everybody can do it. Prime example, I'm a freaking immigrant. I didn't speak English, didn't have any money, went through trash cans, got suicidal, got, I mean, I would picture myself with a gun right here. That, I mean, I was deep. I didn't want to be here. If I can do it, you can do it. Anybody can do it. It's a will. It's a fight. It's, it's, it's a knowing deep down inside in your soul that you deserve more. You're here for something big. You just got to get out of your own way, get rid of the shit, get out of the way and let whatever you believe in, it doesn't matter because spirit is spirit. So when you are inspired to change your life and therefore go change other people's lives, nothing will stop you. Nothing will stop you. So in the moments of I'm depressed, I have anxiety, I'm having a panic attack, which just means I'm going to have to make a decision of fight or flight. There are a couple of things, little tricks, phrases that you can use to ease the pain. Number one is this too shall pass. No anxiety attack ever in the history of mankind has lasted forever. So that should give you some peace. Oh, okay. No anxiety attack in the world has ever killed anyone. Oh, interesting. Got it. Other things that can come from anxiety have killed other people, but anxiety itself, nah, it's just a, your body saying, uh, you're thinking of the wrong shit. Come back home. Come back home. It's all about focus. So number one is this too shall pass. Knowing that it's just, it's a season, right? You don't freak out when it starts snowing outside. Like you had to ice your car this morning, right? Or de-ice your windshield. You didn't have a panic attack. Like, oh my God, it's the end of the world. No, it's like in March, it's going to be better. It's a season. So understanding that it's a season and things are going to be just fine in a few minutes, in an hour, whatever. Cool. And number two is I'm safe. I am safe. The I am safe portion does so much to the, to the conscious mind, to the subconscious mind. It releases some beautiful chemicals into the body, allowing this thing to calm down at such a rapid, such a rapid pace because knowing that I am safe and that's all everybody wants when they feel anxiety, panic, depression, suicidal, they're, they're not feeling safe. There's, there's danger. So if I can feel safe for just two seconds, like, oh, okay, cool. There's hope. I got this. I can do this. And then from there, I can give you all kinds of other exercises. Uh, you know, so if you're in a panic attack, if you're in an anxiety attack, you feel mm -hmm. depressed, here's, I'm going to call it physicalize and verbalize. Here's a very specific exercise <clears throat> that I charge people thousands of dollars to teach. Here we go. Physicalize, verbalize. You First thing you want to do is understand that everything you've done in, in your journey, in your life has gotten you to this moment. Cool. You have to agree on that. So anybody listening to this, you must say, yep, uh, that makes sense. All the decisions, everything I ate, everything person I hung out with, every dollar I spent or pound I spent or euro I spent, every single thing has gotten me to this position that I'm in at this moment. That right there allows you to take personal responsibility. As long as you're in a, in a state of it's the government's fault, the economy sucks, my wife spent too much, my husband uh, just bought a car, what an idiot. If you're blaming, you are going to fall into the victim role and you're going to get stuck. So first thing you want to do is just realize like, hey, I created all this shit. All right, not a big deal. What can I do? So the concept of me feeling anxiety in this moment or I'm feeling depressed or panic, I got to get out. 
there's a very specific exercise called physicalize, verbalize. You want to interrupt this pattern. You you want to tell your whole system, the conscious mind, the ego, the subconscious mind, your soul, spirit, the physical body. You must tell it that this is no longer an option. And you do that by doing something called a pattern interrupt. You want to interrupt this behavior. When a kid, when a two-year-old, man, throwing shit and having a tantrum, what do you do? Do you allow it? No. Time out. So I'm not suggesting this is a timeout. This is a pattern interrupt because that pattern of the kid behaving that way, if you allow it, that kid's going to become a freaking monster very soon. <laughs> and most kids, most parents, most, and I've seen other parents that allow that stuff. And I'm like, why? But learning to do a pattern interrupt for yourself is the most powerful thing you can do in a moment of, oh, shit, I'm scared. And it goes like this. The physicalized portion portion of the exercise is that you must immediately, as soon as you start feeling anxiety, depression, panic, uh, suicide, any kind of negative and cortisol starts to get released, in that moment, you want to do something physical. And that physical could be literally go start running, do jumping jacks, uh, do push-ups. And I'm talking when I say go run, go do jumping jacks, uh, do push-ups, sit-ups, uh, start tapping yourself. I don't care what it is. We need to bring all of our attention in this moment because remember, anxiety is about what? The future took me out of this moment. Depression is about what? The past. It took me out of this moment. Panic is what? Wanting to get out of this moment. So it's taking me out of this moment. And suicide is what? Escaping this moment at all cost. So I'm still looking to get out of this moment. This moment is perfect. Understanding that this moment right here, when I say this moment, that moment is past. This moment is perfect because it doesn't have the future. It doesn't have the past unless what? I choose to bring it present. So if I choose to think of the future, if I choose to think of the past, it's going to produce the thing called anxiety, panic, depression, suicide. And check this out. <clears throat> this is science. Two pieces of matter cannot occupy the same space at the same time. So you say, what the f does that mean? <laughs> it means that I have this cup of coffee. I don't know if you can see it there. I have a cup of coffee mm -hmm. and I can fill it literally to the top with coffee. Can I put more coffee in that, in that same space? I can, but it'll overflow. So that piece of matter that occupied that space can only be in the amount of that space. If I put something over it, it will throw out the other. So two pieces of matter cannot occupy the same space at the same time. It's the same concept. You take this. Can I fit this lighter into that space where this is? And the answer is no and vice versa, right? You get the point. But watch what happens because energetically and vibrationally, which everything, all matter is vibration and mm -hmm. thoughts and images and everything we are about are vibration. What this means is that you and I and everybody watching – we cannot hold a positive and a negative thought at the same time. So it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. We cannot hold or experience a negative and a positive emotion at the same time. So if that's the case, if I can only at any one given moment experience a negative or a positive thought, then who's it up to? To experience that thought.
oh, it's up to me. And this is where taking responsibility back to the beginning of the exercise is very, very important because a lot of people have, especially religious folk, will come in and say, well, you know, it's Satan. It's the enemy. It's putting negative thoughts in my head. I'm like, no, fuck that. I don't know if we can cuss here, but I just dropped the F-bomb. Sorry. So a lot of people will blame because they want to be victims. They, They want to claim of how hard it is for me you know you know i, I can't have negative positive thoughts because oh it's you know I'm, I'm possessed so you know it's it's not that easy but as soon as you take responsibility and you understand the fact that hey two pieces of matter cannot occupy the same space at the same time so i got to take full responsibility for everything that happens here every thought every image every word that comes out of my mouth because why words are programming so every single word that comes out of my mouth i'm speaking that over my Life And here's what happens. Every single thought, image, and word that comes out of you is a demand. It is a demand on the universe. The universe must give you exactly what you want. Because what? The universe doesn't judge. So you're going to get exactly what you're claiming. So back to taking responsibility. Hey, I am here. This is it. I got, everything I did in my life brought me to this moment. But now I want to change this moment. Cool. So I'm feeling anxiety, panic, depression, suicide. Got it. So now I'm going to do what? I'm going to do a pattern interrupt because that guy, Andre, with Badass Refactory, said, I got to stop this thing at all costs. So I'm going to get up and do something. Some people may say, well, I'm at the office. You know, I'm in a meeting with the boardroom, and I can't get up and start running. Awesome. Pinch yourself under the table. Start, start punching your leg under the table. Your goal is to come into this present moment. This moment is perfect. The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle is a very powerful book that everybody should read. I don't care if you have anxiety or not. Read the book because your power is now. As soon as you go into the future or the past or escape in this moment, you just gave your power away. Your power is now. The point of physicalize and verbalize is to bring you into this moment to remind you of how powerful and amazing and beautiful and gorgeous you are. So we're going to physicalize. Some people say, well, I, don't, I can't do all that stuff. Great. Get a rubber band and put it on your left wrist because it's closest to the heart. And every single time there's a, uh, a, a, an attack, if you will, or something comes on, you start snapping the rubber band because the rubber band is going to bring you back into what? This moment. So the physicalized part is very, very crucial to come back into this moment. The verbalized part, because what we want to do is break, interrupt the pattern, because your pattern is anxiety attack, anxiety attack, anxiety attack. I want to die. I want to die. I don't want to be here. I'm I'm a piece of shit. I'm not good enough. That's the old behavior. The new behavior says, I'm going to interrupt that because that doesn't work for me any longer. It doesn't serve me. So I'm going to introduce something new. So I'm going to break the pattern. And now I'm going to start to rewire my subconscious mind called the blueprint. I'm going to redesign my whole thing. There's an exercise called I am 111. The words I am are some of the most powerful words in this beautiful universe. I think they're the the most out of this English language that was created for witchcraft. I am are the most positive out of that whole creation. So anytime you say I am tired, I am sick, I am done with this shit, I'm done with that person, I am, I am, I am. Think of what we're speaking over your what you're speaking over your life. And then you say, well, how come I, these things keep happening? How come I don't have enough money? Cause you say, I am broke. I'm out of money. So you keep claiming this shit. And all of a sudden the universe, because it doesn't judge, it says it's a mirror. 
Remember, the universe, everything you have in your life is literally a, a, a mirror image of exactly what's happening out here. You get from the universe who you are. That's it. No more, no less. You can't go and freaking pick uh, flowers or you can't get uh, asparagus out of a corn husk in a cornfield. A corn will give you corn. Mm-hmm. The asparagus will give you asparagus. It doesn't work any other way. So you are exactly what you see coming back to you from this universe called a mirror. So I am 111 is this. You want to make a list and this takes a little bit of time. So if you get five today, great. Start using them. If you get five more tomorrow, awesome. If it takes you six months to come up with all the I am 111s, beautiful. I don't care. Some people do it in a day. It doesn't matter. The concept of I am 111 is a, is, is a trick. We're going to tell this thing. We're going to start brainwashing the, this thing, which will affect the subconscious mind into thinking and believing eventually that I am, I am amazing. I am beautiful. I am healthy. I am wealthy. I am a child of God. I am perfect. I, these I ams have to do with what you want to create in your life, but you're like, but I am not wealthy. Great, but what do you want? You're going to start claiming over your life what mm-hmm. you want to see in the mirror. Because all the shit that you've claimed so far, you got it. So you know it works because you focused on shit and you got a bunch of shit. So it's like, <laughs> how do I know that's going to work? You have proof right yeah. there. So physicalize, verbalize, do something physical immediately. And as soon as you start the physical, whether it's you're in an office and you're snapping a rubber band, you're going for a run, push-ups, doesn't matter. You, start, you want to start doing the I am 111s. If you can do them out loud, they will anchor the vibration into your DNA much faster as opposed to just having them up here. So, but if you're in an office or work or whatever, and you can only do them up silently, great. It'll still work. Physicalize, verbalize, that will eventually start to get you out of the states of panic, depression, suicide, anxiety, etc. And the more you do this exercise, the faster you're telling your system that, oh, that's not me anymore. This is the new me. I am amazing. I am beautiful. I am abundant. I am worth a million dollars, whatever you want. And you'll see how the universe, this beautiful mirror will start to change. You're going to get a better job. You're going to have more money. You're going to have a better car. You're going to have better health. You're going to drop that weight. It's like, what the, what happened? I thought I was, I was broke. I was miserable. I was depressed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But you shifted what? focus. It's all about focus. You get from life what you focus on and nothing else. That's my answer. <laughs> it's perfect. No, and it makes a lot of sense and I know like we were saying I think earlier is that you're right when you do think more negative things and you say more negative things, more negative things happen and yep. I hear a lot of people say, "Oh, you know, not again or it's always me." I love the phrase it's always me because yep. so many people I know or I hear go, "Oh, it's always me." And it's like, sometimes I say to them, well, yeah, it's always you because you keep saying it's always you. So you're right in that sense, exactly. And if you then start to say more positive things or you start to believe more positive things, the positive things really, really, really do happen. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I, yeah, I think it's really important to know that. And then what's a, what's a piece of advice then that you would give to somebody that's going through... Um, you know, they're going through a trauma or a you know life-changing event, a recovery, and they're in that stage where it's quite dark, or not even quite, it's dark, it's dark, you know, very dark. And they don't have that glimmer of hope yet. They don't see the light yet. They, they, they haven't had the light bulb moment. What would you say to them? Well, <clears throat> um, 
there are so many ways this can go and it really depends on the person, their fight mm-hmm. around what's happening, what got them into the state of the darkness and darkness could show up as, as physical, meaning there's mm-hmm. cancer, whatever. It could show up here. It could show up in, in financial. It could show up in so many different ways. So the, the biggest thing that we all have is called survival mechanism. Every single human being is built with this automated process to survive. You can get through anything. But remember when I said earlier that you have to get to a place where you want a little bit different. You want just a, just, and it doesn't have to be a lot. I, you know, I, I'm not suggesting that you go from a hundred pounds overweight to a hundred pounds, uh, you know, gone. I, I don't have those ridiculous unless you're able there are people like me i'm a big dream i'm a big i I make huge stupid goals and and that's okay because that's my personality and that's why i go back to you know who is the person but if if you're okay with just taking baby steps you know we call it chunking and that's why when i talked about the the high-rise building you live on the first floor don't like i'm gonna live in the penthouse tomorrow odds are it's not gonna happen you're gonna fail at that and you're going to feel like shit again it's like ah, i screwed up again I, yeah my parents were right I'm, I'm not good enough religion was right i'm a sinner and it's just i'm not going to ever amount to anything because there it is again but if you say hey can i go from level one to level two so I, I, my biggest suggestion to everybody if you're in a dark space find that glimmer of hope and that glimmer of, of hope is never ever on the outside don't look to people don't look to the news don't look to movies don't look anywhere outside of you the glimmer of hope is inside of you get to your why and it might be lost because you're in a depressed state and i'm just i'm down i'm in the pits of hell and i just i lost my my journey i lost my sense of being i lost all hope remember you're made perfect your heart you don't have to tell your heart to do its thing every single day do you No, it's part of this automated process that knows exactly what to do until it stops. But to keep the blood going, you know, we were told that the blood is uh, the the heart is the the pump. And that's 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 a lie. The lungs are the, the pump. And it's a weird concept. But if you realize just and this is another technique to come back into this moment, go into your body for a minute. Think about what it takes for you to squeeze your hands, what it takes for you to be able to see. Some people can't see. That's okay. Focus on your smell. Focus on the fact that you can breathe. Focus on the fact that you can touch. You're able to touch other human beings. You're able to touch a dog. You're able, you have such abilities that will bring you back into the moment that will give you the reminder of, shit, I'm alive. There's life in me. And one of the biggest things that you'll find in the journey of waking up into the the power of you is breath work. Breathing is one of the most powerful things that you can do. And that's why I suggest the, in the physicalize, verbalized, physicalize is very important because it forces you to breathe. It forces you to have this Inhale, exhale, inhale, exhale, inhale, exhale. Why is that important? Why is it important for us to breathe in and out? Think about this for a quick second. You go into a swimming pool, you're surrounded by water. The water is just there. So you're wet because the water is just there. You're completely encompassed in water. But right now, you and I, we're talking. Are you surrounded by oxygen? Yeah. Yeah, so am I. (laughs) 
but why do I need to breathe in and out? It's already there. Yeah. Once you understand the intake, what happens in the intake and bringing oxygen into the body, into the system, and then the out where we release carbon dioxide, it's, it's a cleansing process. The breath work is our connection between the seen and the unseen. Breath work okay. is the connector between this physical body and the spirit world. You have power. You have all the power, right? I keep quoting Bible stuff like you, if, with the faith of a mustard seed, but people confuse that. Oh, I got to have faith in God or I got to have faith in Jesus. No, with faith as little, as tiny as a mustard seed, you can move mountains. Faith in what? In you. Because then we can get into the Christ and what the Christ really is. It's an oil. The Christos is an oil. You can't get into the kingdom of heaven, but through me. You travel, this oil travels, and it brings us into the kingdom of heaven. And it travels from the bottom of our spine, from the first chakra up to the pineal gland. And it's a beautiful concept because this, this oil is the Christ. So you, people go out there and look for all this stuff and, 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 and connect to these other beings and things and gods and religious places and popes. And it's like, no, you have the power. So, And I don't care what you believe in as far as religion. That's not my job to tell you you're right or wrong. I'm telling you, you have the power. You feel like shit, you have the power to change it. You feel depressed, you have the power to change it. You feel suicidal, you have the power to change it. Why? Because, I'm going to repeat, two pieces of matter can never occupy the same space at the same time. So, to wrap this up, you want to find inside of you, come back to center, come back to home, breathe, inhale through the nose, exhale through the mouth. It has to go in here, come out through here. The, the cycle has to happen. You will connect. The more you learn to breathe, the more you learn to focus here in the chest, which is the subconscious mind, the fourth chakra, the soul, the spirit. It's all right here because that's why you only feel emotions where? Right here in the torso. You can't feel emotions in your elbow. You can't feel emotions here. You can't feel emotions in your ankle. Why? Because it's here. The subconscious mind, the blueprint, the God center is all right here. So this is where the body is able to communicate with us through spirit that you're focused on shit. Stop focusing on shit and focus on the things that you want. And that's why the I am 111 is so powerful because it forces you through exercise to figure out, well, yeah, hold on a second. What do I want? I want to make more money. Great. I am abundant. I am, uh, uh, I, I, you know, whatever car you want, house you want, whatever. So uh, find your power. Realize that you are worth so much more. You're made perfect and start loving yourself. There's got to be a little glimpse of love inside of here that will launch the new badass you. Absolutely. It, it, it absolutely. Yeah. You, I haven't got words really for that because that's everything. And it is, it's finding your power. And I think it's important also to know that you can, you can want, um, and you can strive for, and you can dream for, um, the penthouse, you know, floor a hundred. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You can, nothing is too far out of reach, right. but it is, it's, uh, it's, uh, not going from, you know, ground floor today to penthouse tomorrow. It's uh, like I said, I think at the beginning, I said your journey from A to Z, it's not A, B, you know, you have to do the steps, every one, the B, the C, the D, the floor, the two, the three, the four. And Absolutely. that's, I think that's just life. Um, and that's life. And I think once you understand that as well, is you sometimes you become more grateful than when you realize that you're on floor two, and then you're on floor three, you start to see something different. And you find a lot more gratitude, even in that tiny little step. So 
Absolutely. You are correct. And how are, how are, how, thank you. And how are you doing now then? Oh, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, uh, self-development doesn't ever stop. You know, yeah. you can never get to a place like, oh, I'm done. I've, I've, I've learned everything there is to know and I'm done. It's, yeah. it's a constant evolution of, of our greatness. You know, there, there's so much information today, especially with, with social media, there's a good part to social media. Yeah. There's a very evil part to social media. Great. Focus on what you want. Right. So how am I doing? I'm learning every day. I, yeah. you know, like I coach people one-on-one uh, -on -one. I coach people uh, uh, one-to-many meaning group environments I hold trainings I hold business trainings I'm on stages etc and um, with that said I like I'm very vocal about this like I self-develop every day I'm learning every yeah. single day I have my own coaches I I've never stopped I cannot stop and when you get to a place of I've arrived you're screwed yeah yeah, I think I saw something earlier actually today, which said when you are in that feeling of being stuck, that means you're actually at the end of whatever you were meant to be doing. So yep. the next thing to do when you feel stuck is to learn and then to find something else to make you then move forward. So in a very similar but dissimilar way, I, yeah, I actually saw something only today about it. So yeah, I think when you get to that stage, you then know the next thing you have to do is learn something new, find something new, do something new to continue to self-develop. Yeah, absolutely. There's, you know, it's amazing because, you know, we're now what, 2023 and we, and, you know, I, 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 I learn a lot and I'm constantly, you know, looking for information, but like the more I know, the more I'm realizing of how little we know and how much there is out there. So to get to that place of, Oh, I'm stuck. It's over. That's it. There's no more info. It's like, nah, you're really giving up on yourself. It's not, <laughs> it's not like there's, there's so much. And so my point as a wrap up to anybody experiencing any kind of dark moment, the pits of hell, there's greatness inside of you. You are amazing. And whatever you believe in, if you believe in God, Jesus, Muhammad, it doesn't matter. Find that greatness because we are all made of the same substance. We all have a soul. We all have a spirit. We all have a physical body. We all have parts that work. So inside of you, there is greatness. And it's time for you to fight. It's time for you to make a decision that I deserve more. If I'm made in the image of God, what the f am I doing? <laughs> It's literally your time. It's time to do something different. Ask the questions. How can I do more? How can I have more? How can I serve humanity better? So just want you to know that because there's a circumstance currently, the circumstance is, is not there to define you. It's there to simply expose you. It's simply there to say, hey, some, some shit's wrong. Let's get back on track. Let's build the life you want. Because if I can build a brand like Badassery Factory from a moment of suicide... Shit, what can you do? And I didn't speak English. I didn't have money 40-some years ago. Immigrant. You can do anything you choose and believe that you can do. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You can do absolutely anything that you put your mind to. I agree. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show today. Thank you so much. Thank you. This was awesome. Very, um, very 
awesome, not hard questions, but very specific questions that get your audience help. And I, I love that because so much, so much of the world needs help. So I really appreciate you doing this and asking the, the, the right questions to hopefully help a few people change and just simply become better. So thank you again. It was a pleasure talking to Andre. So this week, see if you can try one of the tools that Andre suggested. Whether it is physicalize and verbalize, I am 111, or just telling yourself that this too shall pass and I am safe. See what works best for you and helps you understand the greatness inside of you. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next time.